Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thank you for downloading the Manchester City Football Social Podcast with Blooming Rising. It's a jam-packed show, this one. We uh, we talked, obviously, a lot about Vincent Company. It became a bit of a tribute show. <laughs> we love um, you, Vincent. <laughs> we talked a little bit more about Bruno Fernandes, who Stephen's thankfully done his re- research on because I didn't. Um, and then we look back at the season that has, has just been. We've obviously got one game to go, but we look back on defining moments, favourite goals, favourite matches. And we had some great calls as well. So make sure you stick around and we'll see you the other side of this. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Good evening. It is Tuesday night and it is the Manchester City Football Social. And I still have a massive smile on my face after a certain man scored a certain goal last night. And of course, we will be talking a lot about that tonight. Joining me in the studio, um, as always, it's the lovely Adam from Blue Moon Rising. Good evening, Adam. Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've also got a massive smile on my face somewhere <laughs> under the, the exhaustion. It was draining, wasn't it? But it was it was good fun. I think we're also later on going to be talking about defining moments of the season. I think that might have been stolen though last night. So yeah, we'll, think, have to, yeah. we'll have to get our thinking caps on there. <laughs> that one might be gone. But yeah, should be uh, a very fun show. We've also got Stephen McInerney, of course, esteemed company there. What a name today as well. Hello. <laughs> That's why I chose that channel name a long time ago. But hello, you all right? Yeah, oh, uh, yes. Of I, do you know right, what? Yeah. I think I am. I, I say I've got a massive grin. I think I'm okay. I'm, I'm definitely okay. So I think you're all right. I think everyone's all right in the blue half of Manchester at the moment. But guys, if you're listening to this, if you want to call in, don't forget you can on 0345-117625-8771 on the text as well. And hello to the people watching on YouTube as well over there. Uh, don't forget you can get involved. And I want to hear what people think about um, Phil Foden playing yesterday and maybe if Vincent Company deserves a new deal after his heroics yesterday. Yes, we are indeed live on YouTube tonight, uh, which is a weird one because I usually like coming into the studio, you know, just in scruffs with my hair pulled back and all that. <laughs> but I felt like I had to make somewhat of an effort tonight, gents. So thanks for that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's kind of strange that you're back, Stephen. So yeah, it's nice. Say hello to everyone. Missed that camera over there. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> and what a time to go live as well. Obviously, we're going to start tonight by talking about last night. Um, obviously, it was a huge, huge game. It was a game that City needed to win to stay in um, the, with the lead of, of winning the, the title at the weekend. Um, and it was it was a, a stubborn Leicester side, probably, is, is fair to say, gents. Yeah, um, they were good. I mean, 
I was talking about him today and I thought, do you know what? Sometimes you have to give credit to the team that kind of put you out for a little bit. And uh, as I said last night uh, during the game, in any other season, in any other context, against a team that's currently got the third best form in the league, um, if it had ended up a draw, you would accept that, you know, in general. When, when you looked at maybe potentially 13 wins out of 14, if it had gone to a draw last night and if we won the last game, you go, that's not that bad a result because that's how good a Leicester team they are. And Leicester, I thought, generally um, showed some very encouraging signs for next season for them, which showed once again how big a win this actually was for City this was a team that came out as with no fear with loads of energy loads of very good exciting young players some that I would love to see in a City shirt if I'm being honest Ooh, um, we'll get on to that uh, later eh? well hello Ooh. but in general uh, I, I like what Rodgers has done there already uh, but th- once again we've matched this intensity this kind of like they had no worries at all, Leicester. And the fact that we can match that kind of their, their intensity and match their kind of carefree spirit and still come out on top, given the pressure on us, it just shows how good this team is at the moment. How were you feeling during that sort of, especially first, first part of the game, Adam? Well, first of all, I thought Leicester were exceptional last night. I was almost really surprised because um, like they, they had a bit of a weird start to the season, didn't they? Rodgers has come in and obviously done a really good job of turning that team around. But I... I thought they were really good. Top six side kind yeah, of quality definitely. last night. Um, the back four was brilliant. Madison and Chowdhury were really good. Yeah. Um, I thought they were really good, but like Stephen said, to be able to go match that again, we've already had it with Burnley, Palace, um, United. the Spurs game, United, and now into this Leicester game, it's it's just showing how strong that team is. It's crazy. You know, this one of winners run includes mad. United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Palace, Spurs. It's just unbelievable how good this winner wins is. And to only concede three goals as well. Like People are really underplaying our defensive record throughout this run. It's like, it's because everyone's rightfully, to be fair, been you know going crazy about Van Dijk and so on, but they've totally forgotten that this City team largely don't concede chances and pretty much rarely concede goals. And like It's really genuinely been underappreciated how good it is. And I don't know about you guys, but it's felt like during these games it's been horrible. The anxiety's been awful. Yeah, you feel like yeah. we're not, you're like, oh, are we not playing that well? But then you look back at full time and go and once the storm's calmed you're like actually we controlled the game it just doesn't feel like That's when you're ready like doesn't it that United game yeah. you're like, for the first half an hour you were, you were really nervous and when you look back you think why was I nervous about that yeah. it's, always hard. it's always the half an hour point where it's been turning recently hasn't it we've started to get you know grow into the game and start to turn the screw a little bit and it felt like the goal uh, well, I just started to expect the goal not to come at that point, but but like I was, I was starting to get anxious before that when we were top of them, especially after the start, start of the second half. I felt we were going to get the goal, but that was only the moment where the anxiety started kicking when he eventually scored. It, it was weird, uh, like you say that we got kind of used to scoring early goals. Didn't we yeah. score in the first ten minutes for about nine games oh, in a row? Yeah, yeah. It was given wasn't it? We got used to that, but in the last few games, we've we've started a bit slower, and that a lot of that is definitely down to the fact that the players know. They've got to win the game and they're being a lot more cautious maybe than usual. But four games in a row, four wins, four clean sheets is ridiculous. At this stage of the season where people talk about nerves and can City keep the cool and can can we get through these, these hurdles... You would not have expected four clean sheets. From no. those God, four do you know games. what? I hadn't even realised. Now, what you just said there, Stephen, makes so much sense because I hadn't even realised it was two four, in it, aren't four. we? We're two in yeah. it to realise, yeah. Yeah, like, like, and we've got some. Of, obviously, we've got some of the world's greatest attacking players. Yeah. You know, like you know your KDBs, your Guerreros, Silvers, Silvers. Yeah, I think sometimes you do forget how solid our 
I don't think it really is. We just rarely concede chances. We rarely concede goals. And uh, I think it's it's because, I guess, we don't do much last-ditch defending, largely. And to be honest, we don't really give away many chances. Obviously, Kalechi being a massive uh, massive blue there did us a favour <laughs> last night. But other than that, in general, we don't... Yeah, we, we were largely comfortable. I can't think of many saves Edison had to make. And we're talking about how good Leicester were, you know. And yeah, it shows yeah. all that like, we're redefining what good is against us. Good yeah. is just looking positive as opposed to creating loads of chances. And it's not to do a disservice Leicester at all but it's just genuinely that's how stubborn and how strict we are with our defence it's like basically organisation winning out over Endeavour and we're just we don't need individual moments of brilliance so there was that great block from company early on of course but in general we just, we're just so focused and so organised yeah. and that's why we're favourites at the moment Do you even care what the performance was like yesterday from us or what it could be on, 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 on Sunday is it just the results that matter to you right now? I've I honestly do not care. It, it really <laughs> doesn't neither. matter. At this, at this stage of the season, obviously, it's a weird one. When the season starts, you you want to impress. You want yeah. to play amazing football. You want to score loads of goals. But somebody tweeted about three weeks ago, City have five wins and five, City score five goals and don't concede any in the next five games to win the league. And it has, it has not been far off that. <laughs> wow, it, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's really I'm in a serious bubble over here, me, yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Um, like last night as well, we didn't play that well at all, really. We controlled it. We didn't create much. It felt like it was going to take something. We had spells, didn't we? I reckon. Yeah, spells. It, it did look like it was going to take something special. We saw Bernardo's run quite early on. Um, he had another one where he dribbled across the uh, the byline in the box, which was very impressive. Um, but yeah. Did you feel the nerves in the crowd, Adam? Did you did you think it was a nervous crowd? I, I I kind of felt there was tension, but it was also really loud and really passionate at points as well. It it was tense. <laughs> it was tense. It, it just is, isn't it? Because like Stephen said, you you start thinking, oh no, is the goal going to come? It, what what are we doing? What's going on? Yeah. But one thing I thought the ref last night was actually all right. However, yeah, he, he made it yeah. he made it more nervy because he was giving everything to both teams. He was given the, the tiniest of little fouls or <laughs> anything and it was just stopping the flow of the game and I thought, we need to get into a rhythm. But... Uh, Can I just say the Mike D moment at the end where essentially when the oh full-time whistle was blown, it was incredible. It was he basically, good. he walked over to the corner, got his spray out and everything, marked out one line, marked 10 yards back and then marked out another line, then just blew his full-time really? whistle. Which is incredible. I absolutely love that as much as I despise that man. It's genuinely brilliant <laughs> at the same time. But that's Mike Dean in a nutshell, isn't he? I, to be honest, emotionally during the game, I've always got everything wrong as well. But then you think, do you know what? He, he was actually all right, to yeah. be honest, last yeah. night, compared yeah. to his usual standards. Yeah. I was sat in the media a bit yesterday as opposed to um, my season ticket because my brother-in-law went in my season ticket seat. I'm so kind to him. And um, so when you're in the media a bit, you get little TVs in front of you, so you get instant replays, which obviously <laughs> is so different from when you sat in your seat. And there was a yeah. couple of occasions where I looked back at the replay and I was like, oh, I did actually get that right. But you know everybody else in the it's crowd mad, is thinking, it? no! In the crowd, you think everything's yeah. wrong. You're yeah. like, no, it's apparently, it's like, no, you didn't, no, no. <laughs> but, but that's the I guess that's the joy of being a fan isn't it but I don't know in terms of the performance it doesn't going back to that I don't think it really matters nothing it's, really it's matters it's draining it's just, to watch it's horrible it to watch yeah. it's really draining do you guys feel like proper knackered like, like emotionally draining yeah, yeah. I feel like hungover and I didn't <laughs> yeah. drink a drop I think you know, Adam like, is hungover uh, yeah, he definitely is I might be sorry mate. <laughs> but, um, it, it felt like relief last night yeah the, yeah. the reason we ended up like there's loads of us ended up going out after and having a bit of a celebration was because it it just felt like a big relief. Last home game of the season. I said to you two before we came on air, it felt like the end of the season. Last but it isn't. Yeah. That's what we've got to remember. It's absolutely not. But it just <laughs> not felt, won the league. It yet. felt oh. like a relief yeah. that it was just 
But it's felt like that every week. Every time we've got that goal, you think, oh, there we go. Yeah. It, it goes back to the Sterling VAR non-goal goal. That felt like relief. It felt, oh, it's all gone. It's, that's the interesting thing for me, that whole, like, the, the relaxing thing when we get the goal, which I guess shows how subconsciously we're so confident in our defence at the moment. Like, we don't realise it, but as soon as that first goal goes in, we don't think we're going to concede, largely, and we probably have no doubt that we can get a second if we need it. It's just the first one. We need to really... As soon as you break the ice, I think in general, yeah. we're all pretty comfortable. It's Pep's style, obviously. It's so composed. It gets the off the players. It does, doesn't it? And out of the ground, like you said, the ground, it was quite tense, the start of the second half and as soon as the goal went in the place just went oh, yeah. can we talk about Bernardo Silva a little bit as well how good is he does, he, does he know a number below 8 out of 10 like genuinely <laughs> like yes. he just doesn't know anything did below you, it did you see his post-match interview I didn't actually he, he's in such I didn't realise how incredibly articulate and intelligent yeah. he comes across speaks like four languages I think as well like he did it was such a brilliant interview um, he was he like really went into depth it was brilliant we played it out on City Square after the game and then towards the end of it um, the interviewer said to him and something something about Sunday and he went oh is the game Sunday is it not Saturday and the guy was like no 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 you're, you're playing on Sunday and he was like oh, okay and he was like oh, I just love you so much he's got a really dressed of humour for what I gather as well I think he's a, I think he's actually privately educated he's a very intelligent mm-hmm. little guy but just lovely they're down to earth and just a really nice man which is um, why I want to be best mates with him so if anyone yeah, can hook me, me too, up with him me too. I'm inviting for faith and see if he, <laughs> he says yes to it get in the queue yeah. has he still got his Christmas tree up? I think he's taking it down now actually oh. but I thought he was just fantastic last night one thing I love about Bernardo he, he's always on the front foot isn't he like every time he gets the ball and certain wingers happens a lot in most teams actually where they kind of take a step back in but his first touch is always positive it's always driving forward and he always runs forward then cuts back in but open space like the way he moves the ball is so intelligent you can see why Guardiola like absolutely loves him because obviously not only is he so diligent so hard working he's just so intelligent on the ball isn't he and that little kind of wriggle the first half mm. if he had a yard of pace he would be messy you know an extra yard of pace like the way he glides the past style. people it's just the style is so similar it just if he genuinely was like just a couple of yards faster he'd be unstoppable but that's yeah, he's he's not far off for me this is a ridiculously hypothetical what, what thing to say, to say but he's, he's not far off Ballon d'Or level now yeah as in give him two years <laughs> give, get the other two disappear two then, yeah. years two three years and he's right at the top table just he's got everything. He probably just needs a few more goals. I mean, he's scored a lot, a lot of goals this season. But I wouldn't even score more centrally when he starts playing there. I yeah, wonder. yeah, true. He's, true. He's become as well one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, you know, throughout the season, he's definitely one of the ones you expect to see every week now. And what did you guys think yesterday when the when the team sheet came out and there was Foden in there and there was company in there as well? Hmm. Uh, the, well, the company honesty, one, honesty. The company one was probably. It was a worry at first because I thought, oh no, Jamie Vardy. But then I remembered that company has to play in these games. Yeah. It, for the experience. And he's, he is the man who's been there, done that. And he led the team impeccably again last night. Foden, mm, bit of a strange one for me last night. See, I was excited because I'm a big Foden fanboy. And obviously he did pretty well against Spurs uh, in general. Um, and I, I guess he was just trying to play a bit of a wild card, really. And mm. it shows how much... I guess, to be honest, that was um, a bit of a shot across the bows at Sane and Mahrez, I think, in general, really. But I guess it also showed how much he wanted to have Bernardo out wide. I think that was a, a large element about it. And he must have impressed in training, and he's obviously a very gifted lad. I think it was just showed that maybe we need to be 
and I include myself in this, a little bit caution, cautious with our expectations of Foden because he's just like an 18-year-old City fan, you know, like literally tiny little scrawny lad. And I think he just looked a bit overawed, didn't he? He struggled to get involved and ex- yeah. I think the occasion genuinely got to him, but we all know how good he is and it'll, it'll serve him in good stead this, I reckon, yeah, his experience. It was just, um, it was a strange decision because of how Leicester set up. And Energy and the, that, yeah. They just threw Chowdhury on him and Chowdhury just played him out of the game. And it was a bit of a shame, but like you say, it's a really good learning curve that he had yeah. that Spurs game, which was a I have arrived moment. Yeah. And this was a I'm not quite there yet. He's definitely ready to be in that squad. He's just not quite yeah. at the level that he will be at. So the confidence Pep must have in him as well to play yeah. him, you know, in that level of game. It's good for night. it's good for Foden's confidence as well. It's right. good for the, the the club as a whole, really, yeah. isn't it? In general, he obviously knows that he's got faith in him. Um, he obviously shows as well for any younger lads looking down that there is a pathway there if you are exceptional. You've got to be that good. But mm. um, it didn't. It didn't. In the end of the day, it didn't really cost us. Foden didn't do loads wrong. He just wasn't very good, if you know what I mean. Like, so I'm not going to hold him to it. And in general, it's nice that. It showed that once again, like this, there's always been this perception that if you play a young lad, the the world will fall in and everything will go wrong. But it showed once again the worst that can happen is they just look a bit indifferent. Then you replace them with someone good. So sh- even even though Foden played well, I liked the fact that it showed that it still isn't a big deal if a young lad doesn't no. have a good game because everyone yeah. doesn't have a good game sometimes, you know. Yeah, and, and he's allowed to be criticised as such as well now. Yeah, of which course. Which yeah. is is almost a weird thing because yeah, he's got from, the point now, isn't he? Yeah. You go from protecting him at all costs, you can never have a bad game. He's, he's always. <laughs> But now he is just part of the squad. He's not this kid who might be in on the bench. He yeah. follows me on Twitter, Phil Foden. It's a bit Shut of a rag there. And like since the Academy stuff. And I'm always like cautious about what a tweet because I'm always like, <laughs> I had the most biggest caveats in the world because I'm like, I don't, please like my tweet still. Please like me, Phil, please. <laughs> him and tell him he was, a, he was a six out of 10 last night. See what happens. Don't do it. Do you it. leave him alone. <laughs> do it. Just to, um, just to see what he says. What, so um, is it, can we get onto it now? Is it time? I mean, we've, we've built, we've, you know, been, did a suitably good chat about the game. Where, where are we going? Don't we talk going? about Sunday. Can we talk about the goal? Oh, the goal. Oh, the goal. The we goal. can talk about that, definitely. The goal. I mean, if you're watching, goal, on, if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> you you can probably see that there's... I wish we could show you the goal, is what I'm trying to say. That I wish... We can recreate over the, over the We can recreate <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> I wish that over the radio you can actually explain how good the goal was. You know how... <laughs> if anyone's not seen it and they're watching this, by the way. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Switch off right now. Where have you been? Um... I think that Martin Tyler and Gary Neville summed it up really well in the fact that they had no idea what to say. <laughs> Martin Tyler's got the gift of teeing up a goal really well and then his he's got his was, delivery afterwards. Yeah. This was just his him and... terrible. It was just Neville going, oh my God. Tyler went, where all else failed, he nailed. No, he didn't. Yeah, no, was, he didn't. Yes, he did. And he that, did. That, that's genuinely... A, I mean, a, Captain, Mar- oh, Captain Marvel was a shout. Yeah, oh, it's decent. You've peaked, Relevant though, well. aren't you? Were, um, you'll never see anything well. like this again. He's peaked, yeah. hasn't he? But in that game, he had it teed up because he, you know that it's going to last minutes. He knew that some, shout if name, something was yeah. going to happen. But last night, I mean, someone put on Twitter this morning, um, it was something like, uh, please don't shoot Vincent Company. Um <laughs> What's it called? Confession like an, a confession yeah. thread yeah. where everyone's saying, and I was one of those who very vocally, and I can't repeat what I said when he lined up to take the first shot where he, he yeah, fainted yeah, yeah. and went again. I thought, 
you how desperate is this game getting that it, Walker had just done it hadn't he from like and put it into the second tier I think that, that essentially numbed us all we were all getting a bit that tension was it, yeah, yeah. Walker had done it like 10 minutes earlier like, that was it was genuinely terrible stuff but this something some about Vinny <laughs> it was weird yeah like he said afterwards I love that quote where he said um, I had all these younger players telling me that they can't do it and he went no I'm too old for this essentially, I love that to be quote. told that like father Vincent company there like genuinely oh, also, stamping his authority down why is he saying it like a man who scores this regularly He's not scored for like 10 years. Not had a shot on target for like 10 years from the outside there or something no, like that. Yeah. Exactly. And he, in his, I don't know what went through his mind, but I would love to have been inside his brain. As he took this on, he might have thought, and you said before, it was it you said before that someone said he was so off balance when he hit that shot. It wasn't me, but he definitely he, was. He was basically on one leg. Thing um, is, Vincent Company does what Vincent Company wants, and that's yeah. why he's so good. Because if he wants to do something, I'm not going to argue with him, to be honest, because he's Vincent Company and he's massive. Yeah, and we'll, well, talk, we'll talk about his contract situation later and um, and defining moments of the season which company's gone and stolen for everyone <laughs> um, yeah but it was one of those moments that you can't quite believe that you've seen it and being yes, looking I was, definitely. I was convinced something was wrong with the goal as well. I was, you know when something is, seems so <laughs> unbelievable I was expecting something somehow to be called back like yeah, somehow yeah. I've been burned so badly from the VAR and the Spurs game that I just didn't accept it for about five seconds before I eventually just screamed. I, I just was full crazy. on mouth open, like yeah. in shock for a minute. Like It was funny because the reactions, lucky being lucky enough to see that live and then watch what happened afterwards was... <laughs> ju- watching what happened afterwards was just as much fun as seeing the goal live because you had on one, on one hand you had people whose chairs had broken because everyone was all over the place. But there was there was a bloke stood behind me who did not make a noise and just <laughs> stood there with his head in his hands. Just no one had any idea what they'd just seen. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was utterly ridiculous. It was absolutely magical. And I feel like we could dedicate an entire <laughs> show to it. Probably next week. <laughs> yes, yeah. But yes, sadly, this is our last show of the season. Um, and there's still so much more to talk about. Um, I'm sure that we can pour over that Vincent Company goal a little bit longer. I'm sure you'll all <laughs> indulge us a little bit more on that. We're also going to have a look at uh, players, rumoured players that are going to be coming into City next season. And also, does that mean that some players are going to be on the way out? Um, we've also got David who is on the phone who we're going to speak to um, when we come back in a second and you are very welcome to ring up and speak to us as well 0345 7625 we'll be back in a second I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Hello there and welcome back to the Manchester City Football Social with Blooming Rising on XS Manchester. My name is Stephen McInerney and I'm here with Natalie Pike as ever. Hey Natalie, you're right. Hello, hello. And the wonderful Adam Keyworth to my right over there. We're also live on Blooming Rising YouTube if you want to go watch us as we say all this and waving at a camera that you can't see but listen, but you will if you're on our YouTube channel. So go over there now and have a look. We're going to be talking about absolutely loads of things. There'll probably be about 10 billion more mentions of Vincent Company's goal, of course. And we'll be talking about Vincent Company's content tracks from transfer rumours and defining moments of the season absolutely loads more but we're going to start with Vincent Company because this show essentially is dedicated <laughs> let's be honest it's the yeah. Vincent Company tribute hour uh, <laughs> right I'm going to put it out there simple as this Vincent Company new deal not yes or no because that would be very boring radio but more go on what, happen- what happens um, we- after last night yes for me <laughs> what- go on that what yeah, you, I mean, win? absolutely, one hundred percent. Do you want to get? Should we get? Um, we've got a lovely caller on the on the, on oh, okay. the line Go called it, yeah. David, um, who wants to talk about Vincent Company. So let's get his opinion. Yeah. David, do we give him a new contract? I I would, yeah. Yes. I'd settle the doubt, even if he's only going to play six or seven games next season, just to have a player like that around the club. You don't realise what a player like that. He's look, he's like gold dust, isn't he? They're very hard players to get like that. They're very hard to come by. He's the last of a true great leader. But you want about your Tony Adams and you know your Patrick Vieira and your Roy Keane. He's in that bracket. They're very hard to come by. There's not many leaders in football anymore when you look around. So I would, from that point of view, I think you've got to because he's just been. I think he's arguably the greatest player in the club's history now. And I know people say Aguero and Silva, but he's more than just a player. He's like an ambassador. He's not only embraced the club, he's embraced the city as a whole. Oh, yeah, he's a man. Yeah, when you look at what he's doing with the home tissue, and he's more than just a football player. He's, he's become... He's, he's, he's got a love affair with the city, hasn't he? He's fallen in love with it, and we're falling in love with him. He's brilliant. He's yeah. just... You know, I just think... Me personally, we've got to find a way of keeping him on, but I'm not too sure Pep will. David, he's a serial winner. Where does so, he rank? Where does Vincent Company rank in City's greatest ever player debate? Well, for me personally, I know he, he look. It's a very hard debate because my dad there he had the likes of Lee Bell, Summerby, and you know my dad loved Mike Doyle. He was a, you know, he was like what Vincent Company was. Mike Doyle. I never saw him play, but apparently yeah. Mike Doyle was very similar to Vincent Company. He had blue blood in him and he hated United. He just hated <laughs> United. So it'll be very interesting to, to see what happens with Vincent because I'm not too sure Pep will keep him on. That's the only... Because he's a serial winner. Look at 30, as much as we didn't like the guy, he knew when to let certain players go and they'd had the time. That's what winners do. There's no sentiment in football. Me, personally, I'd keep the guy on for another year because I think he's invaluable to have around the place. We'll see. I think Bernardo Silva's been outstanding this season. He's my player of the year. There was shades last night when he was drinking on that area. He reminded me of King Clancy. He's rocked <laughs> him on his right and he's gone past him on his left. It's brilliant to watch. Oh, I wanted him to you score know, that so much. So, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. But the, for me personally, we've got to try and find a way to keep him on in, a, in some sort of role because we know he can't play 
38 games in a season anymore because his legs haven't got it anymore. But, but last night, his passing was absolutely outstanding from the back to Bernardo Silva. He must have done about four or five passes to him. A brilliant passing the ball. The only downside for me at City at the moment is there's a big question mark for me on Leroy Sané what they do with him because I, there was a moment last night I thought Pat was going to sub him back off again he's got attitude problems and we'll see what happens there with him I think he could go mm, allegedly allegedly I'll stick I'll, <laughs> be, I'll, I'll be on the, the Sane side well I don't I don't know I think Pat for me he doesn't like slouches in the team there's a reason why he's not been picking him and there's a reason why he won't drop silver because he works with you know what's off he, he likes hard-working players, and I think Sammy's got to step up to the plate a bit more than what he's doing. But we'll see. But let's try and get Vinny a new deal. Definitely. He's brilliant. He's We're a legend. Agreed. He's a hero. Let's hope he stays. Will he, whether he does or not, we don't know. But I hope he does, because I think, me personally, I think he's the best I've yes. ever seen as club captain. Probably... I've had some great ones. You'll know Natalie in the time. Like Andy Morrison who've come and gone. But they never did it in the top flight. God bless them. You're being judged in the top flight going for big titles. That's where the best of the La Crema fighting to be Definitely. the best. And for me, you know, he's, he's got it, hasn't he? He's, well, he's our most, isn't he our most glorious captain now? I would, I would 100% imagine he is. No, but thank you, David. Thank you so much for, uh, for calling us. We really appreciate the call. You're all welcome to call as well. 0345 And, you know, just, just call up and, and profess your love for Vincent Company. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I've been doing it all day to randoms. Just <laughs> going through the phone book if that still exists, just ringing people. Uh, Vincent, like, to me, on the New Deal thing, it's... If it's, it's basically there's a big caveat about if Otamendi leaves which are the rumours are I mean we can't have two senior players like that as mm-hmm. centre-back leaving for me and it's not just about his ability for me of Vincent Company. he's he's an elder statesman of the group isn't he yeah. and I, I'm convinced as regardless of how good Aguero, Silva and Yaya and all, all that kind of stuff and Zabra and so on and Hart I think this kind of the beating heart of the club has always been Vincent Company, and everything we achieved over the past 10 years and some of the moments that we've been in simply don't happen without him I honestly believe he's that influential he's that senior that yeah. Exceptional that yeah. I genuinely believe he is the cornerstone of our success, just as much as everyone else. He is the he's the cake, and everyone else is these glorious <laughs> toppings on top of well, it. Like he's just phenomenal. Bernardo said last night uh, about the effect that he still has on the dressing room. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I know that in uh, in years gone by, he he almost not lost that that level of respect in the dressing room. But there were other players around him who were of that age. He's now the oldest member of our squad who who plays. Um, yeah, and. There's a reason. How, how old is he now? Do we, 33, 34? Young, he's young. 35? 33, 33, he's young. 33. He's young. Fernandino Silva about a turn 34 pretty soon yeah. as well. They're all the same age, aren't they? Those he, but there's a reason that he's played the last five games now in, in a row. He's a big games player, isn't he? Yeah. And he, he hasn't played for a lot of the season. Everyone thought, oh, what, is he even going to play ever? He's now playing ahead of Stones and Otamendi. Yeah. And there's a reason he brings that experience. He's He's just got the head to get us through those games those tough games Pep trusts him the fans are all behind him it it just fits and I can't see any reason why we can't give him a year we wrote we on our definitely. notes we wrote on our notes like is there any room for sentiment when chasing success and I actually think the answer to that is yes I think sentiment's really important I think nostalgia and sentiment yeah. all that kind of stuff I think in general having that uh, cornerstone there someone who, who essentially he's like a comfort blanket isn't he when he's there it's a company you trust him oh, You're, yeah. I know, so, just cuddle him yeah. give it a comfort blanket but in general having company there makes us all feel better largely having him around the squad you just know that there is a good good egg there kind of leading them well and 
I would have him round even if he played four games a season. Yeah, just yeah. for the likes of Eric Garcia. I mean, what he's done it this him. year. Yeah. He, that's what he's Rolled done. him out in May and April. Exactly. April, May, May and April. <laughs> April and May. And Let's, there's no reason for us not to do that. And the one thing that worries me is him going somewhere else. I don't want to see him. The Zabaleta thing was different because he still had a fair few years of football left in him and he had to go and play. And he left at the right time. Yeah. Pep kept Poyol on until he was 36, 37. And that's why, that's the one one thing I would disagree with David, that Pep does have a record of keeping yeah. those leaders about. And there is no better leader than company. And we've already lost heart from that spine. If company goes, it's Silva and Aguero, Yaya's gone, Zaba's gone. It's then Silva and Aguero. And there's even talk of Silva might be off. And is there any... Is there any room for sentiment? Yes, but Vincent Company is not in our squad because of sentimental reasons. Yeah. Right. He, he's there because he's club captain, and when he plays, when he's called upon, he will provide. And also as well, would you not want his eventual successor being around him for another year? Because look yeah. at what Bernardo's learned from David yeah. Silva being there. And look at what, I presume, the number six that will come in next season will learn from Fernandinho. You want these players to have a year with the people who get the club. It's so important. Exactly. And I hate to say, but the red side of Manchester Ferguson did that really well in terms of showing you know the new lads what the old lads did. And that is genuinely important because company literally is the only guy who predates the takeover these days. He was there mm. when we were there. You know, like He was there essentially when we didn't have all those riches and so on. I know it was only just there, but you know what I mean? But he, he bought into a very different club with no idea what was about to happen. And he really is Mr. Manchester, really, in that team these days, other than, let's say, Phil Foden, obviously. But mm. uh, his company, Smith. like, in general... He's he's just important. He's important to the dressing room. He's still good enough, in my opinion, to play for a little bit yeah. longer. Um, and given the fact that I think, honestly, Otamendi might go, I don't want two new centre-backs next season. I think that's yeah. a bit too risky. I think mm. just experience him as number four. Maybe he's playing second or third choice every now and then, depending on who comes in. I think that would be crucial. And David was right, though. He's the best representative yeah. we could ever hope for. He's probably the best representative at any, any Premier League club who, on and off the pitch, he is the player... Oh, a United fan said to me this morning... You just cannot dislike company. Hmm. You can't because of what he does off the pitch. Mm. It, it doesn't matter who you support. You look at what he's done, especially with this whole homeless issue that he's trying to tackle himself. It's just a marvellous thing to see and I do not want to see him turn out for another team next year. Yeah. And I don't think we will. His tears last night were probably as much the relief and what he's done the back end of this season against the odds. I'm hoping that's where the tears were coming from instead of the knowledge I wonder that this if could it, be it. It's because if, I wonder if he's thinking maybe it could be. So he just kind of got overwhelmed. Yeah. He's an intelligent guy. He plays out all the scenarios in his head. And obviously- I felt it was, it was also a lot like, um, it was probably a lot of, um, you know, for him, he'd love to play every game. I'm sure he would, but his body hasn't let him. You know, his mind certainly wants to play every game, but his body hasn't let him. So for me, that was almost like an outpouring of emotion for him in like, I want to play every game. Everything at once, I yeah. reckon. Yeah, just everything. So when I have, I've done this and I've scored this yeah. goal too. And like David said, he's immersed himself in Manchester. He is Manchester. He's Manchester culture. And I think, you know, I always think, I think we owe a lot to his, his beautiful wife as well, to, to, to his beautiful <laughs> wife, Carla, who's, um, it seems to have really immersed him into and made him Mancunian. Um, I was going to say, if, if that was the end for company at the Etihad, what a way to go out. And just to, it's shades of 2012, the header against United. It's just one of those moments that he's never going to top that now. 
No. He, he never, ever will. Does anyone celebrate better than him as well, by the way? Oh, oh, he, right, he doesn't know what to do. He has no oh. idea. He jumps and then last Screams night Screams and jumps. the veins pop out his head and it's just yeah. amazing. It's like, he celebrates like us, doesn't yeah. he, like, yeah. in the crowd. Um, yeah. So, obviously, we're talking mm. about will he get a new contract. As far as I'm concerned, Vincent Company can do whatever he wants. If he wants to stay and have a playing contract for the next 10 years, I would give him one. Um, other other people are being linked to the club, though, and, and we do have a gentleman in the studio with us who, thankfully, has done a full lot of research <laughs> on um, Bruno Fernandes who is being linked with the club. I hope you're talking about Stephen because I haven't done it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Adam, what do you know? Stephen, you did a whole video on him today for your YouTube channel, so tell us about him. So rumours are he's coming. Yeah, rumours are uh, quite strongly from loads of reputable journalists that he's coming. And I think in general, it shows that we're planning for life potentially after Gundogan, potentially after David Silva. Um, and what I like about Bruno Fernandes is that, and I said this kind of speculatively to people on Twitter and they pretty much confirmed it's true, is that he just seems to be very similar to Kevin Bruyne, which is one of the highest compliments you could ever give to someone. Incredibly direct. He scored 31 goals this season. He's had 48 goal involvements in 51 games. Uh, he scores for fun. He's, he's very, like, to the point in terms of the way he just runs forward he pays a killer pass he scores goals he can take penalties which is nice how good would it be to have someone like a 90% penalty conversion ratio because Aguero Sergio no. is not that great no. in general and I think having someone no. next season when VAR comes in there'll be loads of penalties I guarantee you the <laughs> amount of penalties is going to double next season yeah. um, and having do we, someone do we need him? Well, I, I think yes. there is rumours that uh, Gunnar could leave, of course, obviously, because he's not signed a contract yet. David Silva, there was that crazy rumour that came out of nowhere over the weekend about him going to Japan, which is like, which is so crazy that you start to pay attention to it. Um, I, I just don't think David Silva will be a starter next season. And that's no, not a bad I. thing. You've got to, he will be phased, not phased out, that sounds horrible, but he'll be used... Um, Sparingly, I think. Yeah, yeah, just probably more sensibly. And I think well. Bernardo will play in the right still quite a lot, to be yeah, honest. I think Bernardo too. is just so good there that he'll play him there. And Bruno Fernandes is 24 and pretty much everyone in Europe wants him at the moment. Uh, and a lot I've seen of him, yeah, incredibly exciting player, like genuinely top, top class. And uh, the last uh, top class player we got from Portugal wasn't too bad. Not yeah. Portuguese player. Oh, I, th- you know. I, I thought we were going to Mangala. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no he, Portuguese player. Is, he, is it Shades of Lampard? With Fernandes. Well, he's broke his record, hasn't he, in terms of yeah. the most goals ever by midfielder in Europe. So, um, Oh, are you likening him to, to a Lampard-style player then? He, yeah, it's very direct. Gets forward. Goal scoring midfielder. Good finisher, yeah. Takes penalties. Left-footed, right-footed crosses. The lot. Just supremely hard-working as well. And Genuinely, Guardiola to a T. The perfect age for us to be buying a player. 24. 24 again. That age where they're not quite there yet. He's played in Serie A as well for Sampdoria and Udinese. Yeah. So he went two years over there when he was younger, came back to uh, Lisbon and uh, absolutely fantastic for them. Pretty much carried the team really there uh, for what I can gather. I did basically, I just hoarded all the research, research could inside a week and he just looks <laughs> so exciting. Okay, if the rumours are true, he's a very exciting addition to the squad potentially. And how, if, if he was to come, um, how would you envision our, what would be our strongest 11 set up? Because I'm struggling to fit everybody in. It's probably going to be, I think, honestly, he'll carry on with um, Bernardo on the right, which is not good news for Morris and Sane because it means Sterling on the left. And then he's probably going to, presuming David Silva is used as a squad player next season, it'll be De Bruyne and uh, Bruno Fernandes if he comes in. And then whoever's going to be number six, six, maybe. And like Gundogan will be back to being the number eight, which is probably why Gundogan probably wants to leave, you know, as the backup guy with Foden. I, I honestly can see one, I can see Gundogan potentially leaving, which is I'd be not very good. Sad. Yeah, same. I really uh, like him. But I think that they're preparing for someone leaving soon and we have to, once again, uh, give these players who come in a year with the best players and a year with the senior players. So if David Silva is to last another year or sooner, hopefully that doesn't happen. If it is to happen, um, for me, I wouldn't be surprised if David Silva, even when, if he goes, 
goes into something like January because the Japanese season starts in February. You know, like no, it could be like a mid-season thing don't after. Say it. it could happen. It's going to happen. Like, uh, unfortunately, probably not soon, soon. But it's it, he's getting there sadly, and uh, I think he's obviously very aware of his family and all that kind of stuff. And it's scary, but Bruno Fernandez, and I'm sure uh, we don't tend to get many signings wrong these days. So if he's the guy for us, I'm sure he's going to not let us down. So if we got him in the middle there, Adam. Who do you think you'll be seeing at left back next season? Oh, don't do that to me. Um, <laughs> Alexander Zinchenko. Yay! <laughs> I I believe he will be our first choice left back, which people will not agree with, but I think that's the way it's shaping up, which is interesting. Now, have we got time to answer a question? Yes, quickly we have. Perfect. Um, this is a really good question from Anne Moll on YouTube. Should we worry that apart from company, who's not getting any younger, does City have any real leaders Ooh. Is there any real leaders left in football at the moment these days? It's like, true. It's yeah. changed, hasn't it? It's De Bruyne. Become, it's become a... Yeah, kind of. To be honest, he's got a like potential seniority. He's very fiery, isn't he? Sterling? He's not fiery enough. To, he's not like a company, though, is he? Like, John, like, John, John Stones? John Stones, Laporte. I think those are very much Edison. modern leaders, though. I wouldn't say yeah. the, the company leader, like the whole chest out, yeah. kind of aggressive, yeah. fiery. I think that's gone anyway, hasn't I think it? he's just gone. I think the leader's changed. That's a changed. shame, though. Why is it gone? I guess teams more about the collective these days. I think people are yeah, just a bit yeah. softer as well, in general. Yeah, footballers these days are a lot more, um, I don't know, maybe, I just, you don't see many people coming through with that level of determination anymore. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's less focus on ferocity and intensity and training when they're younger, maybe. Maybe it's more about being one as a team and, uh, I but guess is that, is that why when Vincent Company does play in these massive games, so he has such an impact because yeah, he, he does, is yeah. still that classic but I think leader. To he stands out more, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, you, you, you see it more. I think we do have leaders, and there will definitely be leaders of that that dressing room. But you just don't see it as much should yeah. in the company. Oh, I'm feeling a slightly heartbroken <laughs> no, now about don't, the, don't. the idea Everything that everything you that, know is going to go. Yes, yes, exactly. I was I was watching clips of 2012 before, looking at how young Aguero looked in the face. Like I can't ever don't ever tell me that he's leaving never right when we come back now we're going to start looking um, and because it's the last game of the season obviously the season is not over yet we are not counting our chickens in any way we still have a massive game at the weekend but we want to look back at defining moments of the season so do give us a text 87711 and, and tell us your favourite goal your favourite match your unsung hero and choose a defining moment of the year perhaps that wasn't last night <laughs> Manchester City Football Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Good evening and welcome back to the Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. I'm Adam Kirith and I'm joined by Nat and Steve. We've basically just talked about how good Vincent Company is for, for the last 45 minutes. So we're going to do a little look back on what has been an extraordinary season. We know that this one game left to go in the league and we've got an FA Cup final just, just end it here I reckon I yeah reckon. let's just end, end the yeah. league there and just write it off um, <laughs> we're going to be looking at defining moments favourite goals your favourite match this season and an unsung hero instead of a player of the year if you want to get involved please do text us on 87711 or give us a tweet at MCR Footy Social or at BM Rising or drop us a comment on YouTube Let's start. So many options there. There yeah. are a few options. <laughs> no excuse not to contact yeah. us. Carry your pigeon, Get like. involved. Um, let's start then with defining moment of the season. Caveat, you can't choose companies going ah. from last night. Sorry. Okay. The big one for me initially, it's quite obvious, was um, the Liverpool game. I know, I'm going to use that as a whole because it wasn't just the individual, uh, individual goals. To me, what defined that game um, was the belief it put it into the crowd in general. Because obviously at that point, we could have been 10 points behind if we'd lost that, I think. Yeah, if that was correct. Points. And obviously when we went 1-0, I think we all feared the worst and I felt the swell in the crowd again. We got up and then Sane obviously scored the 
winning, but that wasn't a pretty game of football in, in any way, shape or form. And that's what usually punctuates City's displays, like moments of beauty. This wasn't that. This was great determination. This was battling. This was uh, Bernardo Silva being the running man. This was just sheer determination that got us over the line. And honestly, to me, the season turned on that point because if we had drawn that game, obviously, Liverpool uh, go off, they, they're unbeaten potentially still you know um, they probably walked to the league but for me that was the defining moment there's loads of great moments but I reckon that one was so key for me we've had a text in but it's got no name on it so do, do put your name in so we can give you a nice shout out and they've put for, for me the season defining moment has to be when we lost to Newcastle as that was the moment we Good probably shout, all thought like our title that. hopes were over like but when that. Liverpool drew to Leicester the following day it definitely brought the belief back that we can win the title and we haven't got the points where the winning one started yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was it 13 games now since. Uh, Thanks, Newcastle. This yeah. this is a good shout. And away from the away from the Premier League, this is Krim on YouTube who said Raheem's penalty in the League Cup final was a defining. Oh, moment. that was huge for him. It was. It was huge for him, and that was basically what started this immense run. Really, apart from. Uh, like you've just said, the Newcastle game, so I've just <laughs> yeah. ruined that one for myself. And then um, we've had another another text, Curtis from Manchester said, um, in my opinion, obviously the win over Liverpool is crucial, but I think the 6-0 game against Chelsea yeah. has oh, been that's... overlooked and massively underappreciated. That gave us a huge morale and confidence. Yeah, put the fear in, didn't it, with everyone he's, else there? He's ruined my favourite match for, for the... Oh, uh, Curtis! Curtis, come on, <laughs> don't steal that. Um, some other, other defining moments this season, we had Stones off the line. Against Huge. Liverpool, and the flip side of that, Aguero's shot that went over the line against Burnley. Morris's penalty ones. miss. That was my yeah. That's that's probably my actual defining moment, and only because I love to moan about something, and I've been struggling <laughs> all show to find something to moan about. And, um, <laughs> he was moaning that he had nothing to moan about. I was because that's what will have stopped us getting to 100 points this season. We never know, obviously you never know how it's going to play so out. So did but all like, the other games that we didn't win. But never, yeah. never mind. It's all fault on that one. And no, I, I also believe that was a defining moment for him. Because he, from, he, he basically, through no fault of his own people, missed penalties. But it's just not a good thing for football fans. To take fans, the ball as well. To, to yeah. take the ball oh, off of a player. I mean, hopefully, it won't matter. I hopefully. quite like Morris, but we'll, we'll go, go there another day. Um, Favourite goal? Um, the season this is tough do you know what one I really enjoyed um, and once again I'm not saying it's the most important or the, it's definitely not the best because it's pretty naff in general uh, just seeing 18 uh, year old Phil Foden to stop blowing yeah. the S the local lad score against Spurs in a title race starting out mm. of nowhere so early on just because no one expected that if you'd asked the people for 20, 30, 40 different goal scenarios before that game no one would have said Phil Foden's going to start and score you know so that to me I loved that because it just felt like one of our own stepped up and scored I'm not saying it was the best goal it really wasn't you know obviously companies kind of really sewed that up but that to me was a big moment which I loved um, no, what you're is not allowed by? to say last night oh okay um um, yesterday I'm not yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, mine is actually the same as somebody that's texting but again they didn't put their name on it you think give us your name uh, favourite goal Sane versus Liverpool nice and simple biggest goal yes well, that was one of the big ones um, I'm struggling with this one because I'm really forgetful when it comes to goals <laughs> like Aguero's long range against Chelsea we've seen a hundred at home this season I could not believe that last 100. night when we that's found out that was hundred we, we scored didn't we score 10 Do you remember that year when we, the Stuart Pearce? Yeah, do you remember when Nath, I used yeah. to remember every single goal in a season. Yeah. Now it's yeah. like, you I get worked it out and it, it. it cost me like 30-something pound a goal one year. Yeah, <laughs> like. exactly. This this year, you're getting them for pennies. But 
uh, I don't really have a goal, a favourite goal this season, mainly because I should have done more research and I've forgotten all of the goals. Oh my God, you're so spoiled. You've had so many goals yeah, that you've forgotten them. Get that tiny violin out. Um, <laughs> let's move on because I can't think of one. Favourite match? Um, I've got some horribly controversial opinions. Okay. Um, oh, you're going to steal mine. I no, already know it. It's a negative one. Yes. It's Spurs. It's the Spurs Champions League just, game. For, I've never seen anything like it. It's it, the best game of football I've uh, ever seen. Yes. Hands down, the best atmosphere I felt yeah. at the Etihad. Um, the best game of football I've probably ever seen. Uh, people forget we won that game. <laughs> like It doesn't feel that way, oh, but we did. We were probably like In another de- another kind of era, we would have won that 5-3 because no one would have noticed it. No, exactly. It. But like, the thing is, I'm not saying that's right or not, but that was just... That was the kind of thing you watch football for. And if anything, yeah. I honestly believe we had this kind of like angry defiance since that moment that's yeah. probably pushed us on yeah. to win the, these games. I, yeah. I genuinely believe... Without conceding. Yeah, that was one of the defining moments of the season as well. Uh, other than that, though, obviously, um, Liverpool game, once again, just yeah. fantastic. Chelsea for the goals, you Liverpool know. Liverpool for the atmosphere. Sh- Schalke for the, for the fun. 7-0, you know, yeah. like... Rotherham, 9-1. 9-0, That was uh, fun. Yeah, I am... Um, I, I don't think I could... I want to say last night just because I just loved it so, so much, but I'm not going to, so I'm going to get somebody else in to give us their opinion on the phone. We've got Trav. Trav, I'm throwing you in the deep end. What was your de- uh, defining favourite match of the season? Well, you can put me in as deep as you want because I'm going to get to the top, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the confidence you like. Yeah. I love it. Right, yeah. choose, choose one. No, what you got here, right, and you, you go to games like I go every game, right, and there's a lad there who gets a lot of stick, right, it's his first season, <clears throat> Riyad Mahrez, right, but Bournemouth away when they park the bus, I think it's the first it's time no one's yeah. ever had a shot, never mind shot on target, that's, you know what I mean, right, so he gets the winner there, when we went to Wembley, right, when he got messed about with the NFL and all that, we won 1-0, Riyad Mahrez, right, the winning goal at Watford away, Riyad Mahrez, right? There's six points that we wouldn't have had. So for everyone that likes to like have a bad mouth about him, just leave the kid alone. It's his first season and he's sick, yeah? Yes, Trav, yeah, I like that. Definitely. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. Riyad Mahrez has had some important moments this season. Definitely agree. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much, Trav. How are you feeling about Sunday? I'm I'm down there. I'm so confident. I've been confident. Come out of Newcastle's ground. And there's people in the ground slumped, and I said, "We'll still win it. We'll still win it." Gets back, got back to, back to where I was going, and uh, someone said, "That's it. There's no chance." I went, "You went. You won't. Liverpool won't lose three. I said, "It's not. It draws kill ya. It's not the defeats. Draws yeah. kill ya." And prophecy reserves. You know what I mean? All right, Trav. Well, if you could just pass over the lottery numbers for us all, that'd be lovely. <laughs> or, or you know, first scorer, Six. score for. <laughs> I thought you mean it's going to be 6 0 on Sunday. I was like, wow! No, no, it's going to be 7 (laughs) BA. Nice one. Cheers, Trav. Natalie, Natalie, I was the man outside City when you interviewed me. We had our phone and I said 8 0. You went, what score? And I went, I was with my ladder, went 8 0. And you just. And that was about four years ago. Was that going to give you a polite (laughs) smile? Yeah. (laughs) Trav, thank you so, so much for calling in. What a brilliant call. Love Trav. I love that. I love a bit of sticking up for a player. Yeah, I love that confidence. It's that, so uncity. I love it. Yeah, that, that's weirded me out a little yeah. bit. Um, final one, unsung hero. So not player of the year, or it might be your player of the year, but the unsung hero. Edison. 
Yes. Edison 20- Maurice, uh, I think what he transmitted to this team in terms of confidence is just, you can't put a price on what you can, I guess, 37 million. But in general, <laughs> like, it's just, he's so, so valuable to the composure of our team because he is this just incredibly relaxed sedative at the back that just calms everyone down. I love him. I think, well, it goes uh, underappreciated how good he is that at reading the game as well. Like, even last night, the amount of times he rushed out and won the ball, you know, at defenders' feet. They're the saves that Edison makes because we don't have to make. Largely doesn't have to make many saves because of how good we are defensively. Edison saves and me are in terms of how he reads the game mm. and how he. I'm not having. I'm not having that he's unsung. He's prem- he was the goalkeeper for the pre- in the Premier League team of the year. I think he's pretty sung. He, and he could win Golden Glove. <laughs> well, I guess he's just surrounded by Aguero yeah, and yeah, Sterling yeah. and Bernardo. And They're the three you're not allowed okay. to choose. Fernandinho and Laporte and like. I don't no. know, there's so many. No, who are you having? <laughs> I'm having Sinchenko. Oh, what a guy. I Fantastic. just absolutely love the guy. You know, what what is his position? Like, what is his natural position? Because it's now it's left back, isn't it? Left yeah, back now. But like, now he's a left back, yeah. I guess. Now he's a left back. He's it's just insane. He's slotted into that position when we needed him and he's made it his own. And now you've got, you know, Benjamin Mendy, who when we bought him was one of the best left backs in the world. Obviously he's had his injury problems, and you've got Sinchenko claiming his place now. He's like a story of positivity, isn't he? Essentially, yeah. like anyone can be like they can do what you want. Essentially, if you've got the right attitude, and that's why um, he's probably going to stay next season and be there because we forget. Well, we don't forget. It's just not mentioned much that I guess because we moved on that he was nearly sold in the summer to Wolves, and yeah, he said, he "No, I'm going to stay oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to play." And he's just such a nice lad, and he really lives life to the full, and such a good little player. Like I don't think he's anywhere near the final product yet, but the fact that he's even in contention, the fact that he's even here involved in this squad, the fact that he's probably, hopefully, about to win maybe another you know Premier League winners medal, is just. He's honestly a shining yeah. example. A guy who was meant to come in, uh, be part of the team and be sold on for profit for the CFG group. No, no. And now he's part of the team. He's forced his way in there. and Love like it. Inspirational, isn't And it? he's going nowhere. I've cheated and I'm going for Imeric Laporte. So that is definitely cheating, isn't it? Cause that he's is not cheating. At all. But in a season where Van Dijk's won player of the year, and probably rightly so, Laporte is the only other defender in the league that's on that level for me. We've had a text in from Patrick who said his unsung hero is Gundogan. Good shout. Very Great nice. Shout. Yeah. Be- before we go now, I know that we've I've tried to avoid talking about it. What? Uh, how are we feeling about Sunday? Um, <laughs> Did you get the massive breath Sunday. that I took in there? Do you know what? I think we're all, I think we've been honest, we're less nervous about Sunday than we are yeah, the other games. Yeah. I don't I feel know why. Calm. I feel calm at the moment. Because um, it's one more. I'm That's so it, excited then. for one more. Because the one worst more. feeling to me is, I'm not sure if you guys agree, is the feeling of what could happen after if it happens. And knowing oh. that it's only it's going to be over on Sunday either way, it's just so nice. I can't wait like, for it I to can't, be over. Yeah, likewise. I can't wait. Um, if you're not at Brighton, the next best place to be is City Square. There is going to be 10,000 City fans watching a live stream. We'll also be doing a full City Square show um, that, that me and the gang present. And bad news, um, Adam's just found out. Yeah, sold out. Sold out. Sold oh, out in like three hours we'll, we'll be on uh, excess on Sunday night after the game whatever happens oh but gosh if, if we don't win you will not see or hear me Adam is going to be drunk on excess on <laughs> Sunday night stop it my mum's going to shout at me <laughs> right, if you are watching on YouTube thank you so much but do stay with us we are going to carry on also for the podcast we're going to do a little bit of an extra our 30 second question we've had a couple come through on the on the text as well I want to say a big thank you this is our last Manchester City football social of the season guys have yeah. you enjoyed it have you had a good a, a good time this year it's been wonderful I want a second season yeah. yes 
Yes. We demand a second season. Yeah. Thank you very much to everybody that has listened, that has phoned in, that has texted, and especially to those people that have subscribed and listened to us every single week. We very much appreciate your time. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there and we appreciate that you've chosen ours. So thank you. Hopefully we'll be back with you next season. Thank you very much for all the uh, contributions for tonight. Blues, come on on Sunday. Come on. One. Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Thanks for listening to the Manchester Football Social. Hope you enjoyed the show. This is the bit where we talk through all your kind of questions for the 30-second challenge as well. Don't forget, by the way, if you are new to the Manchester City Football Social, even though it is the last one, still create subscribe because you never know when it's going to pop back up again. <laughs> uh, but we've got loads of your questions that have come in via the YouTube comments over are on Bleeding Horizon. We're back. We are, we back, are on live. We're back on YouTube. We're back live again. I put my headphones uh, on. So put your faces on and everyone look, look great for the cameras again. Um, and Adam's we like got... each other quickly. <laughs> yeah, I've got... I've got, got some... hide it if you're going. I've got some questions. We've stopped arguing now that we're back, we're back live <laughs> right uh, where should we start let me have a look let me have a look are we doing sent... th- so we're doing 30 seconds yeah 30 right. seconds I get the timer ready hold on so okay. I'll ask it and then you two just and then I'll hit the timer I didn't yeah. draw a point at someone's going to answer I'll it. point at yeah, someone. Yeah. I'll, I'll give the name let's go for an easy start are you ready will Phil Foden become City's next cult hero Stephen um, yes, because everything is set up for him to be City's next cult hero. In general, he's going to be here for like 10 to 15 years. He's going to be probably um, one of our all-time leading appearances. He'll score absolutely loads of goals because he's a 20-plus goal season kind of player when he gets uh, when he gets his seniority there. Fantastic, supports the club, a local lad, incredibly gifted player. He'll be basically the poster boy for Manchester City for many, many, many years. I hope so. I really, really, really hope so. He's too good not to be. You try to drag the time out there. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't sure which button to press to stop it, so I just thought I'll just see if it does it itself. (laughs) Uh, This is actually, I'm going for this one. It's very difficult. Sorry, guys. Oh, no. Uh, It's for Adam as well. Dusty Scabbard, which is an incredible name, uh, said, Who can replace Pep Guardiola when he eventually leaves? Mikel Arteta, stop the watch. No, um. And it's a company by his side. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, I hope it's Arteta. I really hope that he can be the one who plays the same way as Pep did, a bit like when Pep left Barca. Yeah. The the managers that then came after were were all part of the setup in some way. I thought that uh, Dom Tarant, who went to New York City, yes. I thought he would be in line, but I think it will be Mikel Arteta, although there have been a few comments in the YouTube section talking about Ajax's next manager. Ajax's manager being our next manager. What about Javi Hernandez? He's just retired from football. Who knows what that he's going to do? That would be weird. Wouldn't it just? He's a like a savant level genius, apparently. Yeah, that, that would be really weird. Okay. Well, there, for there's, Nat, been, I there's been a few of these. So, Nat, this one's yep. for you. Uh, this has been asked a few times. Starting 11 for the Brighton game. Go. Ooh, um, Edison, Vincent Company, because um, Laporte, Zinchenko, Walker... Um, do we know if Fernandinho and KDB are fit? I don't think they'll De Bruyne be fit. is not. De Bruyne is not fit. Fernandinho? Uh, say no. Gundogan, both the Silvers, Aguero, um, Rahim and... Leroy. How many have I got there? You need one more. <laughs> you need a winger or a winger. <laughs> How many more have I got? Yeah. Do you know what? Sane? Yes. Yes. Give Fine. me Sane. Pretty much a similar team that was played at the weekend. Nothing Just exciting. Phone, really. yeah, yeah, pretty much nothing exciting Vi- was said there. Sorry, Viveri on, uh, I think that's how I say your name, sorry, um, has said the Ajax manager is called Ten Hag. Ten Hag. Did not know that, which says, 
How bad's that? I didn't know what the Ajax manager was called, and they're, they're on the way to a Champions League final. <laughs> it but, shows how fickle we all are, really, aren't we? Yeah, we're we're, we're really all by Ajax, but we don't know anything about them. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> they play really good football. Can you name the starting eleven? No, <laughs> no. I don't know hey, the I know managers. that Edwin Van der Sar though is the CEO. That's that is very true. Um, and Overmars is the football director. Is this is well? a great question, and I wouldn't even put the timer on for this because this is too good a question. The UK Gaming Studios on YouTube. This is a sensational question. Um, you've bigged it up here big time. If you could change the natural position of one player at City, which player oh, would wow. it be and what position would you move them to? I know my answer already. I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it even harder. You can't say Edison. Oh, I thought say left back, we need one. <laughs> Edison to left back. Oh, that's interesting. It's really well, so good. So what does that presume that they have the ability to actually, like... We're giving them the ability to... Be to, somewhere else. To play It's weird because then they're a different person, aren't they, really? So, um, I don't know. I'm confused. So, um, so, I would say uh, Bernardo trained as a false nine. Oh, right, Bernardo okay. would be f- a, a yep. fantastic, potentially, as, like... Um, He'd have to obviously be a little bit different in terms of the way he approached the game. He'd have to spend a year kind of playing there, but... Oh, I've got one. Go on. I was going to say, Benjamin Mendy is another, like, attacking winger. As a, like, as a footballer. As a, as as a, <laughs> someone with legs. Sorry, I don't, yeah. I don't have anything against Mendy, but I just want to see him play football. That would... Uh... Benjamin Mendy not defending, which he doesn't often do. Here's not... one. Uh, I think this could actually happen. Kevin De Bruyne might end up being a number six. six. Oh, yeah. yeah. yes, yes. I think he'll end up being there. I think... Uh, Imagine a future where Bruno Fernandes does come in and we see maybe Bernardo Silva and those two in midfield. De Bruyne, just, he's, he's tenacious, he's got the physicality, he's a, a bit of a leader and he's obviously got the passing range. I would not be I, surprised if he I plays saw that. I read an article today about what City's um, eleven could look like with Fernandes in the team and one of six. the people had De Bruyne sat there, yeah. I think he will be. I think that one is not beyond the realms. I would play uh, John Stones as six because... That's I, a good shout. Yeah. I just love watching John Stones in the middle of the park. Black boots, needs, long like, sleeves, the, no gloves. Yeah, I love watching him. I think he needs the, He's got, the pace, the 360. I just vision. love the way he the way he plays a pass. I love to watch just because he always <laughs> opens his body out, even when he's not playing the ball to the right. It doesn't matter what pass he's playing. He, he just has a really nice stance. So for visual purposes, I want to see John Stones at I'm six. I'm sensing a slight crush on John Stones. Oh, understandable. Oh, he's a very beautiful guy. <laughs> slight. No, He'll um, never be Sergio Aguero. That's, well, yeah, that's true. This is from MVW on YouTube. Is Alderweireld the obvious choice to replace Otamendi? <sighs> Hasn't he got a release fee cause or something like that? Or cause or... cheap. One of the best around and wouldn't block Garcia's development, like signing why, another young centre back. Why does he need a replacement? Haven't like haven't we got enough there? I don't think. I, I just feel like centre back isn't a position that we need to focus on. We need I, four, I guess, don't we? Like, I'm, um, I'm not convinced either, Nat. But I think we will go and get one. Yeah. I, I think it's we'd only. I would personally. This is why I'm not in in charge of the transfers. Luckily for all City fans <laughs> out there, if we keep hold of company and Otamendi does go. And then Garcia becomes fourth choice. I don't know if he's quite I don't quite he's ready. ready. Yet. No, I think he's too young. But at fourth choice, albeit that Pep does rotate his centre backs quite a lot. Kids should always be like fifth choice, I think. Yeah. Until they're ready. Alderweireld is a great a great shout though. He's a decent short term thing, and he's very yeah. he's played more than short term. Very what solid. About, what about Sandler? Where where is Felipe Sandler in the pecking order of? I think he's going to go alone next season, isn't he? I just yeah. think he's. I think they basically bought him in to be that guy who went on loan, but he got injured. I, I always think he's a city see him knocking about at City Square. Actually, he I goes, mean, big fan of City Square. Who isn't? Yeah, there you go. Another <laughs> Ten thousand people on Sunday. Woo! Yeah, I know. I'm really looking forward to that now. Um, Aldevira will be good. I don't know if he's the obvious choice though. Who would be your choice? 
Um, Obviously, Delit. Yeah, throw a billion pounds at Delit. Yeah. Or Kulabali's really good. He's good. Uh, Napoli dude. Um, I think we'll end up going for like Harry Maguire, though, genuinely. I've got a feeling really? we'll go for that, yeah. Oh, that, that's the rumour flying about at the moment. I'm, I'm still upset. Joe, he was good last he night. He was actually. good. He was actually good. And he's very comfortable on the ball, yeah, which I'll give him. He I don't think he's clumsy. He does look clumsy. but Ben Chilwell, yes or no, by the way? Ah, yes, next season. I was, I was yes, and now I'm no. I was really impressed last I night. I was no, then I'm yes. It's not that. It's more like Zinchenko's just done so well. I just think and need... Mendy needs a he needs a season. I, just, I genuinely don't think Mendy will be here. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think he, I think he'll be here. I don't think we'll sure. get rid of him. Um, to be fair, you can't sell him. No one's buying him. Yeah, nobody would buy Benjamin Mendy right now. You'd be stupid it, to, because he's not proven himself to be able to be fit. So. I think Pep's just going to get his arm around him, get his head sorted over the summer, come back, so. have a fully fit season and be the player so. that we want him to. I hope so. But that, yeah, that that's is, it, lads. That's that for your bonus content. Thank yeah. you to all of Thank you who you. have uh, I forget we're on YouTube tonight. and I'm like scratching. Yeah, we are, like, we are live. It's because <laughs> we, we usually be doing the podcast extras just without a camera. But no, it's uh, it's been a lovely show, lovely season. I'm feeling a little bit sad now. I said I wanted the season to be over. I don't, I don't think I mean it. Yeah, I know. The comfort of the I'm not in on Friday. I'm either. just going to stay here. You're actually, in, you're in on Friday. This is my last one. Yeah, this I'm, is my last one. I'm just going to camp under the desk and see what happens. Yeah, on Friday I'm hosting a, a tribute dinner to the '99 team. Oh, so very nice. nice. Soz everyone. Where's that? Um, at the stadium. Um, I think it's for like special invited guests. Oh. It's like oh, competition. It's like competition <laughs> winners and stuff. And yeah, I mean, wh- where's the competition? Um, yeah. Good. It's probably a citizens competition, you know. Mm. I don't know if it's still running or oh, anything. Well, those ones where you have to put certain points in to win it or whatever. Where probably you can donate, yeah. like yeah, yeah. But it's going to be mega because most of them are going to be there, and I'm I'm, I'm going to try and look out my original '99 shirt. Andy Morrison. I love Andy Morrison. <laughs> I know that'll be a very good night. It there will, we go. Thanks, will. thanks to everyone for downloading the podcast. As Stephen said before, um, do subscribe, please. Thank you, thank you, everybody. And, uh, thanks thanks for, thank you very much for watching, with for us listening. This season, yeah. And let's hope we get that one more win. Excuse me. And then an FA Cup. A good time to finish now because I'm about to have a coughing fit. Oh, good. And then an (laughs) FA Cup so we can have a really big parade. Please. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm